Welcome to the Real Life Show Living with a Chronic Illness. We are your hosts, Cassie and Chelsea. I'm Cassie, a single mom living with a chronic illness who is extremely passionate about living a full and happy life. And I'm Chelsea, a mindset coach that has a passion for helping people learn to put themselves first and be the best version of themselves each and every day. We came together to create Spoonies Unite, an uplifting community that offers resources, guidance, and support so you can live your best life while giving you the space to be yourself, be heard, and feel understood. We hope that by providing education from experts, we help Spoonies and their loved ones thrive. This show is not only for those who live with a chronic illness, but their friends, family, spouses, and just anyone else existing on the earth. Our goal is to normalizing having a chronic illness by sharing the real stories with real people and show the world how relatable those everyday struggles can be. There's a little something in here for everyone. And of course, thank you to our patrons for your continued support making this possible. If you love our show and want to get some extra goodies, go to patreon.com slash the real spoonies unite. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. Today is a bonus episode that Cassie and I felt like we just wanted to, to do because even though it kind of sometimes seems like the world has forgotten that COVID is happening, it's still happening. Yeah, it's still happening. And we know that it impacts your lives. A lot of you listening, it's probably impacting your life a lot more than other people. And so we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what we're doing with COVID in regards to the relationships in our lives. So some of like our romantic relationships, friendships, family. Mm -hmm. Well, and come to think of it too, Chelsea, with you saying that, um, it's also just made me realize that like for our Spoonies listening, that you know, having times of isolation, being home, maybe Mm -hmm. because of your illness or surgery or a flare or whatever the case might be, you know, these kind of issues of like, yes, being home and isolated or with family more than normal, like those issues might be happening actually every year, potentially Mm -hmm. a few times a year. And COVID is just like amplifying it all. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's kind of, this feels like it should be just talked about. Yeah. So Chelsea and I were just like, we need to talk about this because, you know, and I, I said to Chelsea that like in the beginning of COVID, I felt like every email that I was getting in my email subscriptions that I subscribed to companies, articles or whatever was like, you know, uh, your sexual relationship during COVID, you know, or like how to keep things exciting through COVID, through lockdown or like, you know, yes, relationships, this or whatever, it was being talked about and addressed so much. And then now I feel like I'm not getting those emails. And I, all of a sudden I'm like, dude, we're getting ready to go into like the fall where some people have said like, this is going to be even worse. And so on one side, yeah, there's this kind of fear of like, oh my God, what are the next six months going to look like with, you know, not like, are we going to be even more locked down or is it going to be like lockdown a few months ago? Um, or you know, there's other scientists out there who are talking a little bit more about the herd immunity slash growing the economy again of letting all the healthy people go back to like life is normal and just sort of like secluding the vulnerable. And so the vulnerable are probably listening to this yeah, podcast. You're probably listening to it right here. 
Yeah. And so for us, it's like, oh, cool. So all of the like normal able-bodied people might be able to go back to like the real world here real soon. And we might not be able to, like, there is talk of that because they're saying that, um, they are, I guess like science is beginning to prove that they're able to pinpoint more who is having, um, complications from COVID. And then it's looking more and more like, you know, regular people are not having those complications. So it might be safe. Now I do want to get the economy back on its feet. So I do understand that thinking, but again, that doesn't really help the outlook of the next six months for those of us who are likely listening to this. Well, and one thing, this has been a constant thought through this entire process because I do kind of fall more into the category of like your regular quote unquote healthy people. I do get asthma when I get sick. So I'm still, I'm a little closer to the, like, you don't want this side, but I'm still, if I get COVID, the chances that I'd be okay are pretty good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I also think a lot about the people that I see every single week. So I teach Pilates, our studio is open. Thank goodness. Um, but I've got a lot of clients who are elderly that have, um, different complications themselves or different contraindications to getting COVID. Um, and I know that if Cassie and I are going to see each other in person, I don't want to expose her to anything. Right. So speaking of which, firstly, Chelsea's one of those good humans walking around that is protecting herself to protect the rest of her community, mostly. She's not really doing it as much as for herself, a little bit, but mostly for those around her. But yeah, we suddenly thought the other day, especially when we were talking about um, recording this episode, mm-hmm. is those of you may not know that Chelsea and I have actually only seen each other around like three to five times in person since March. Mm-hmm. And they have been out of necessity. For example, I think the first time that we saw each other in, okay, wait, the first time that we saw each other in person was for like five seconds when she dropped something off on my porch. And, <laughs> and we I still like, stayed like 10 feet apart. Yeah, was, we stayed like 10 feet apart. Cassie and I like awkwardly looked like, at her. No, I'm like walking away from you as you're walking towards <laughs> yeah. me. I was like, no, don't come near we me. We like, no, yeah, we like wanted to hug, but yet awkwardly just sort of like really? stood there looking at each other. And I was like, this is like the first human I've seen besides my stepdad and my son for a long time. That was months ago. But then the second time that we saw each other was we had to, um, we were recording a couple of videos and taking some photos for Aerie. And And so we had to to be be together. together. Yeah. So we did that. And then I'm trying to think if there was, oh yeah, we went for drinks to celebrate that we are Aerie change makers. And we were, it was outside. Yes. And breezy. Outside. And it was breezy. Safely. (laughs) Safely. And we social distanced and oh my gosh, it was like super duper enjoyable. And we'd both been very isolated at that point going into those drinks and, um, I think and, that's it. and then our photo shoot that we just did not long ago. Oh yeah, that's true. And then it was it. super, and that was it. And it was super funny because for the photo shoot, like the photographer kept telling us to get closer and we were like, what? <laughs> this is strange. Yeah. So it was so new for us. And so we just kind of wanted to tell all of you out there that like, we are in touch every single day. We see each other via Zoom several times a week, even to the point when Chelsea did a Facebook Live the other day and I was watching. I thought we were on Zoom and I was talking to her and I realized she couldn't hear me, (laughs) which was super funny. Um, So that's been more of like real life and, um, you know, but our friendship has definitely like grown Mm -hmm. and our 
you know, our passion and everything and our projects with Spoonies has still grown. And so it's clear that one can still have like super meaningful relationships or fantastic partnerships as far as work goes or projects via virtually because we've been doing it for six months and um we actually only (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's been pretty exciting um and i don't feel like i don't know i don't feel like our relationship has necessarily felt like it's missed out with Mm -mm. us not being together i think if anything we kind of want to work out doing pilates together yeah and we do miss our avocado toasts i was oh my gosh Y'all, okay, so this is a slight tangent, but not really. So Cass and I used to see each other every single week, at least once Mm -hmm. a week. We would meet at our favorite coffee shop in town, and we'd get coffee, and we'd get avocado toast. Shout out to Crafted in Wichita, Kansas. Go eat there. It's amazing. Yes. And actually, this morning, I was, like, sitting around my house waiting for our podcast time, and I was like, I want to go to Crafted and just sit in the coffee shop. And it's the first... It's one of the first times in the past six months that I've had this really, really strong urge just to go sit in a coffee shop and work. But that's something that I don't feel comfortable doing. I will, I will be happy to go get coffee and then bring it home, but I just don't want to sit in a coffee shop. Again, not necessarily for my own health, but... I think they have a few chairs outside. Maybe have some outside and... It's like early afternoon when we're recording this, everyone, and I might go sit outside. Later yeah, <laughs> you know, we should do that. We could go do that together. Like the weather's pretty mild. Oh my we gosh, should that'd be so fun. Oh, yeah, we we really that. haven't seen each other in person yeah. in a really long time. Yeah, because now it's been at least six weeks or two months since that, maybe two months since that photo shoot. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, so now it really has been a while. So we should do, we should have avocado toast and sit outside while the weather's like. I don't think they have avocado enough. toast right now. I think they took it off their menu. But anyways, <laughs> but I think one of the reasons why our friendship has been able to kind of grow is because of our kind of like personalities. Like neither one mm-hmm. of us is incredibly introverted, but we're also not incredibly extroverted either. Yeah. And I've noticed that with some of my friends that like my introverted friends are kind of like, yeah, I don't really mind being by myself. And I haven't really minded. I tend to kind of fall into the introverted side when I'm like recharging myself, but I'm taking care of myself. I like to be a little bit more alone with the book. Um, but I also love okay. talking to people. So on that really quick, I hope I don't interrupt your train of thought, okay. but I had this really interesting conversation t- with my friend, Anastasia shout out. Okay. So speaking of seeing as we're talking about relationships, mm-hmm. friendships of all kinds, what everything on COVID. So she and I have FaceTimed. She lives in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho and I, we're in Wichita, Kansas, for those who don't remember um, or don't know. And so she and I like love texting. We always have. We used to live together in Missoula, Montana. I love texting um, too. It's great. Yeah. Chelsea and I text. I, I, I actually was curious. I, uh, me too. I kind of want to look at my like Verizon bill to see how many texts I do a month because I'm sure it's outrageous. But literally people, anyone, oh my God, anyone who's listening, if we're texting, don't call me. Oh my god, that pisses me off so much. I know. Oh my goodness. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> if I'm texting you, don't call me really quick to be like, I thought it would be easier if I called. It's not for me. I pretty much I I I'm actually like beginning to be horrible at talking on the phone. Okay, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Anastasia and I text constantly 
we never talk on the phone. Literally in our like eight years of friendship, we do not, I think we've probably talked on the phone maybe once when one of us might've been lost driving. Um, but we, I, we FaceTime every few months. And so last week we FaceTimed for like three hours. It was amazing. And it flew by and it was not enough time, but we were talking about being introverted and extroverted, just like you were saying, like which side we lean towards because I'm super extroverted sometimes, but I can be really introverted. And this is how she put it. She was like, yeah, but she's like, you know, you're introverted. Like that's how you recharge, but you're extroverted in a way that that's how you're fulfilled. And I was like, Oh my God. I know. She's so wise. (laughs) I know. Damn. That just blew my mind. (laughs) It blew my mind too. I was sitting there. I was like, I don't think I've like ever felt so understood. Because that's exactly how I feel. I recharge by being introverted. So in some senses, like all the COVID and alone time has been absolutely amazing because I've needed it to recharge my like soul, spirit, energy, body, everything. But yet I have felt like a hole has been missing, you know, a void this whole time, which is that element of like friends hanging out, social stuff. And that is how I feel fulfilled. And I was just like, oh my God, she gets me, dude. She's the best. Isn't that so interesting? Because I I know like talking like this, doing podcasts, doing videos, teaching, all that stuff is a very extroverted thing that I love to do. And it makes me feel really happy, but I can only do it so much before I'm like, all right, I'm going to. And when people usually, when they're talking about like an introvert, like deciding whether you're introverted or extroverted, they say like, well, how do you recharge? And so that's when we kind of go back to it. And that's when it's like, well, I definitely recharge like on my own, but then everyone who knows me are like, no, you're totally extroverted. So the way that she put it of like, that's where you seek your fulfillment and your satisfaction. I was like, dude, so, and this is why Cassie and I get along so well. Yes, I know. So, and this is why you're also going to love Anastasia whenever you get to meet her. Okay. But yeah, so shout so, out to wise Anastasia of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And I think that, the, I mean, in knowing that about yourself is really great because I saw friends that are extroverted struggle during this time. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I started doing with some of my friends, which was fun because I, um, I don't know if we talked about this, but I grew up in Colorado. I grew up in the Denver area and I went to school at Colorado State and that I moved to Kansas for grad school. So I left all my friends from high school and college back in Colorado and my, and most of my family is still out there. And then I moved here to Kansas and I have friends in Kansas, but most of them are not in the city. Like with the exception of Cassie and a couple other friends and some family I don't have my like uh, most of my core friends are not here like I'm getting married next year over half of my bridesmaids live in a different state than me yeah and so it was kind of fun with COVID to be kind of forced to get a little bit better at some long distance relationships because that's Mm -hmm. not something I'm very good at like I am very guilty that someone will text me and I'll look at the text but then I can't respond right then or I don't feel like responding right then and then I forget because there's no notification to remind me that someone texted me and three days later I finally respond because I received a so if I've done that to you I'm sorry it's 100% me not you <laughs> and <laughs> but it was fun so that there was oh I think I think the app is called house party 
And so I played that with some of my friends from college back in Colorado. Um, and then a few times we also did that with um, my in-laws, uh, future in-laws, however you want to say it. Um, because like all of my fiance's family is in town. And so we normally do get to see them fairly often. And with COVID, we, when the shutdown happened here, we yeah. couldn't. And so in order to be able to still kind of connect with everybody, we would get on and we play these games and house party was really fun because everyone just downloads the app and then you can play games together while That's being on fun. like video chat. And games is something that I That's do. That's what we could setting. do in our virtual Spoonies monthly social oh, it's, event. It's, don't worry. It's a, it's an idea. And if you're like, Cassie, what the shit are you talking about? If you are a member of the Spoonie hub, we do monthly virtual social events for the exact reason of why we're doing this episode. Yes. <laughs> so yes. there's the plug for that. Um, if you want to sign up. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait for the house party one. Cause I really love games. Yeah. And it just like, you get to play. It's kind of like a heads up game. There's some trivia. I love I'm that a big stuff. fan of Harry Potter trivia because if y'all don't know, I'm a huge Harry Potter. Nerd. You know, Shannon and I too. have watched the movies a few times, so I would be down to give it a go. If we can be Is on that the same a challenge, team. Cassie? Yeah. <laughs> I do think that you're going to beat us, but also my sister-in-law, Cassie, and her son um, are Harry Potter nerds and have read the books and watched the movies, so I feel like that would be fun to get them in on it, and I want them on my team, so basically it'll be the four of us versus you. <laughs> it might be fair then. I've read That's the books I don't know how many times, and I've watched the movies. I, I can quote the first and second movies perfectly. All the way Okay, so I feel like the, everything. the four of us versus you yeah. is fair um okay you heard it here first yes. people <laughs> we'll have to do an update yeah. on how that went yeah and so that was a really fun way to be able to connect with people um and so if you're someone who like just like maybe you're missing your game nights that was an app that I really really enjoyed I think that there's some other ones out there too if you're listening and you're like oh yeah there's this app or this website or this thing that you can use to like connect with others and play games, send it to us so we can share it with everyone else too. Yes. Um, Cause I mean, as we said at the beginning, this is probably not going to go away anytime soon, especially for populations like most likely those of you listening that are a little bit more vulnerable to the more intense symptoms that COVID can have. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing kind of with my friends. That's been great. Um, one other thing that I've found interesting kind of in regards to friends is my fiance and his friends. So they're all healthy people. And so there's been a few times that I've, I've had some conversations, especially at the beginning, we just didn't know how the virus was spread or how contagious it was or all that stuff. I kind of tried to ask my fiance to like not spend as much time with his friends or be really careful mm -hmm. or do it outside. And so now I've kind of just gotten to a point of just like, Hey, feel free to spend, like you can spend time with your friends. Just keep in mind that if you catch something from them, then you're putting me at risk. And if I get, if I test positive or he tests positive, I can't work for two weeks. Right. Which would, um, suck for a, everybody. It would be a challenge on multiple different levels. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just kind of thinking about that. It's not just about the people that you are physically seeing. It's the people that they're seeing people that they're seeing. It goes right. back quite a few levels. And so I don't want anyone to necessarily walk around completely terrified, but just think. Well, think about and then, it. And yeah. yeah. 
And they've been talking about how you can try to like potentially make a bubble mm-hmm. with people and essentially like you all agree not to see other people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my um, ex-in-laws here in Wichita because my, um, so my ex-husband's brother and his wife live here in Wichita. They love board games. And my son and I would go over and have dinner and board games with them. At, usually it was around once a week. Um, and we stopped doing that as soon as COVID started. And we have had like, I think one or two games with them, but we did them outside. Um, they have a really nice porch and we sat outside and did that. Um, and at one point we went to the park and played games on a blanket at the park, which was kind of nice. And it was, and Kansas, another thing too, about kind of like the germ spread, Kansas is so breezy. It's so windy here that sometimes that feels a little less scary for being outside. Um, with people. And then my, uh, my ex mother-in-law and father-in-law just moved back from Colorado to Wichita as well. And I, I've definitely always like seen them and gotten along with them a lot cooking and just hanging out and tea and coffee. And we still have not really been seeing each other at all either, except for outside things. We went on a walk to a smoothie shop where we sat outside and had some, those smoothies on the patio and stuff. And so, um, but I did say to them, I was like, what if we make a bubble, you know, and then we could all hang out. And, um, because most of them work from home right now. Um, but my brother-in-law and his wife are doing, he's a music teacher and they're doing like a little toddler's music class and all the parents and they wear masks, but the toddlers don't, um, you know, obviously because they don't, they don't need to. And so I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. we don't, we wouldn't be able to have a bubble. Right. Yeah. And so, um, Yeah. So the bubble thing, like people could look into that, like maybe talk to your family and say, or friends and be like, Hey, you know, are you, what's your work situation? Like how exposed are you in your work life? And then maybe, are you able to do a bubble with us to get through, you know, the fall or the winter or something? Um, Cause that would be super nice. Cause I definitely am concerned like going into, you know, these winter months, November, December, January, um, I, for those of you who don't know, and maybe have just started listening, I live with my 90 year old stepfather. And so, um, I'm really trying to keep, I am trying to keep myself safe, but I'm also very much thinking of keeping him safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been on immune suppressants. I am currently actually like 15 weeks now off of since my last dose because they had me stop my Stellara before my surgery and they're switching me to Intivio. By the time this episode comes out, which is just like, actually it's only like a week or two from right now that it's coming out, but um, I may have started Intivio by that point. So currently my Crohn's is pretty flared up. And so from what I've been reading with IBD patients, um, the more articles and science that is coming out is that like being in a flare with your autoimmune illness is actually what's putting you more at risk than being on the immune suppressant drugs is from what they're seeing with complications. Oh, interesting. Because a lot of the complications that are happening with COVID are this cytosic storm, which is mm-hmm. essentially your immune system freaking the fuck out and trying to attack like your tissues and your body and everything and itself. And then the virus can sort of like take over. And so um, the immune suppressants because they're suppressing your immune system, it's lessening the probability of having that cytosic storm, which is the one of the biggest complications happening with COVID. Oh, that's fascinating. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. So I have been reading oh. like a lot of articles in relation to immune suppressant drugs, especially for IBD. And 
the majority of what I have read has stated that you are at more risk if you're in a flare than being immune suppressed. Um, now that doesn't include steroids. All science across the board is saying that steroids is going to put you higher risk. So right now at this moment, I'm feeling a little bit more vulnerable than I have been. And then I'm switching to a new medication and I don't know how that's going to go for me. So I do feel like I'm going to be pretty locked down again for some of the winter. And, um, it's looking like right now my son will probably go and stay actually with his dad for Christmas break up in Montana and maybe a little bit longer cause he's remote schooling. So for the month of December, it might just be my stepdad and I here. Um, and, uh, I could see us I could see my social life dwindling at that time. Hey everyone, I know you're enjoying this episode of the real life show, Living with a Chronic Illness, but we're gonna pause for a moment because I wanna tell you about our most recent offering to help you live your best life. It is mywellnesshub.co. At mywellnesshub.co, you will find a comprehensive resource library for chronic illness, individuals to live their best life. You know, all those hours you spent searching on Google to find that thing that's going to help your pain or that thing that's going to help you feel better or what type of diet to work, what books to read, what podcasts to listen to, you know, all the stuff. Well, we're putting all of that into one single resource library to make it easy for you to find the resources you need. And as part of that, we have our membership site, the hub where we're providing education for you at the low, low cost of $15 a month. You're going to get classes from experts around the freaking world multiple times a month, multiple times a week. You'll have access to the recordings from the past, all sorts of really, really good stuff. So make sure you go check out mywellnesshub.co. So going into like more of the relationship dynamics, you know, with living at home with a 12 year old and a 90 year old, um, that like those relationships have for sure been affected in the sense of like how we all spend our time. And my son's schooling from home right now, doing remote schooling. And of course my stepdad's home all the time and I'm home majority of the time having recouped from surgery and teaching virtually and scaling back my working in person life anyway. So we're all at home quite a bit. And, um, I think just being respectful of one another needing like alone time or also making sure that we do spend a little bit of time together with some family time, um, watching a show or a movie or dinner. The other night, my son and I, we bought this like silicone Frisbee. They have them at Dick's Sporting Goods and it's like a mini silicone Frisbee. And so you can play with it inside and it can't like break anything. So we played Frisbee, which we were horrible at. like absolutely horrible. I was like, let's just try and like, what is it called when you vault? Is it when you volley it, when you're trying to okay, catch it as many times? I know nothing about Frisbee. So or, but, like even volleyball or whatever, when you're just trying to like Again, catch it as many sport times. I don't know. <laughs> okay. We were just trying to play catch. So Thank that you. basically, yes, counting it yeah. as many times as we could catch it. And I was like, let's just get to 10, shall we? Okay. So like an hour later, and we had not gotten to 10 times where we could throw and catch this Frisbee successfully oh together. So we downgrade, downgraded to like this, one of those blue exercise balls that you use in Pilates. We got up to 30 with that, like on try number three. So then we went to a tennis ball, which was a little harder, a little bit more scary, you know, in the house. 
And we, we got up to like 10 or 20 pretty easily with that. But the Frisbee is really hard. Anyways, so, you know, you got to do what you got to do to try and just like have some fun, spend time together, you know, et cetera. I do feel lucky that my home environment is relatively peaceful. My son and I get along like a house on fire. We get along super duper well. Um, my stepdad and I get along well. I'm definitely pretty patient. He can be kind of grumpy sometimes, but overall he's not. And he's super kind. And so I'm, I'm grateful of having like a happy home living situation. Um, I try to talk on the phone or FaceTime with friends who all live away. Like Chelsea said, most of my friends live away too. Um, my friend Jill, who lives in Wichita, like I went to the pool with her quite a bit this summer, which was really nice for a little bit of social interaction. So it's still been pretty minimal. Um, and then for those of you who have listened, like I've been in a long distance relationship, you know, for this whole time, I kind of met somebody like right when we started recording this freaking podcast in the beginning of the year we started there's an in- episode with him if you want to go yeah all the way back to the beginning i think it's episode number like four or two something or like something that. it's within the first yeah. five episodes yes it's within the first five episodes we did a relationship series actually they are pretty great so if you guys haven't listened yeah, to you them, should you go back and listen to them i know yeah. that a lot of you probably found us after that but yeah. go back and listen to them. There's some good shit there. There's some really good shit there. There's some pretty big, like, spoony realizations. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we, like, connected in the very beginning of the year, and we haven't seen each other since February now. Mm-hmm. And it's October. And um, it's pretty hard. Like, we definitely made a lot of efforts to kind of, like, prioritize each other. Um we would have like date nights by like pressing play at the same time, watching the same movie, which was really nice. And we would FaceTime a couple times a week and talk on the phone a lot. And we would listen to the same podcast so we could like chat about it and connect about it. And um, I have to admit, like we've been doing a lot less of that slash none of it lately. <laughs> and it's really hard get to continue to prioritize each other when we haven't seen each other for what is that like nine, eight months now? Eight months because yeah, February, eight months. August is six. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen each other for eight months. We don't know if we're even going to get to see each other over the next few months. And so it's pretty hard to, you know, just stay like committed to prioritizing one another and like having things to talk about and common interests and shared interests. And so I'm sure there's some of you out there like I was thinking about, okay, so after my surgery, guys, I was watching Love Island UK on Hulu. I haven't watched the American ones. I'm trying not to because I need my life back and can't binge watch anything right now. (laughs) But I am British. And so the UK ones, and for those of you who are not British, you might need to turn on the subtitles, but it is great (laughs) shit, dude. They are so funny. The banter and the wit is well good in it. They got good chat, good banter and all that. (laughs) But like, I feel so at home watching it. Anyways, after my surgery, I literally watched basically 60 hours of Love Island, okay? UK. And I would make myself not look up any of the people until the finale episode to see if they were still together. So the last season ended at like the end of February of this year. And so these couples went straight into COVID lockdown and quarantine. Quarantine, And the UK was locked down longer than we were over mm-hmm. here in Kansas. And I was like Most super places pleasant. Most were locked down longer than Kansas. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Okay. And so like, I was amazed to see that three couples from that season were still together now from 
And so they literally had just become boyfriend, girlfriend and, and couples. And they went straight into like quarantine together and COVID and they've made it through. And I think that is like super amazing. So, I mean, I would really love to hear from our listeners, like shoot us a DM on Instagram is the best way to get in touch with us. I'd say, Mm -hmm. um, at the real spoonies unite. Thank you. Yes. That's our handle. Um, I really want to hear, like, did you get, did you recently get into a relationship? Did you have a new relationship when COVID started? You know, what, what is that looking like now? Because I definitely had a very, very new relationship when COVID started. It basically, we only became official literally like the week before fucking COVID happened. And so it's a little bit like, whoa, you know, and then now it's been, like I said, where we probably, we both could be doing a better job at prioritizing each other. It, It definitely feels a little bit hard to like have those moments right now not seeing each other and i think it's also hard because i know you when before covid you both talked about because you told me that like every couple months one of you would come visit the other Mm -hmm. and then has not been able to happen exactly that that's (laughs) kind of where i was the one who was like it's not going to be a big deal we can just go visit each other every six to eight weeks you know four day weekend or something And so obviously now eight months later, we haven't seen each other and it's just tough. And then the thing is too, is like, I definitely have a tendency, I think these days to be more closed off. So sometimes I feel myself like withdrawing and being very independent and like closed off. And they're like, no, don't do that. You know, reach out to him. So it's just, it's tough. And we all go through our own stuff. So I would really be curious to hear your experiences. You know, do you have a long distance relationship? How are you handling that? Are you able to see each other? you know, being a Spoonie, like it's not easy to just hop on a plane, even when others are starting to feel safe to travel. And um, then on top of that, like I said, I have to think of my 90 year old living companion um, in my house. And maybe some people, like I heard that, I don't know, the divorce rate is higher this year. The filing for divorce rate is higher. Like, you know, have you been in a relationship and having this much time together has made you feel like you don't want to be in that relationship anymore. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people, if you make it through COVID, they're going to probably make it a pretty long time. Um, And so it's just, it's a pretty interesting time, I think. And I would really be curious to hear what people are going through and what it's been like Mm -hmm. for you. And, you know, friendships are so important. And um, I usually would take a trip every year, even if it was like a weekend trip or whatever with girlfriends. And I really missed that this year. That's been really hard not to have. And um, I'm supposed to go to a bachelorette party in Palm Springs in March. And I'm like, I really hope I can go. But if COVID's Mm -hmm. not sorted or there's not a vaccine, I probably can't. And um, so it's just, it's tough sometimes like looking at the next few months. And when you look at your friendships or relationships or family dynamics, you know, I know some people have probably changed their living situation during this time. And I just, I'd be really curious and would love to connect with people and see, you know, what, what it's been like for you. Yeah. I know Mm -hmm. my situation's been different from Cassie's. I live with my fiance and when our shutdown happened, I was working out of my office. I was teaching Pilates virtually. And so I was home like all the time and he's a carpenter. And so he was still able to go to work because construction was considered essential. And he's, pretty fortunate that most of his jobs, most of the time his job is him in a shop by himself or with one or two people in the shop with him, but they're like 
50 feet away <laughs> and it's a huge, huge space. And so he was pretty safe. Um, but just the fact that I wasn't leaving and like we used to be pretty good about like on the weekends, like going out to eat or like trying to do something in town for some sort of a date night. And that hasn't really happened for us. Neither one of us feels quite comfortable to go sit in a restaurant. We love getting takeout. We've got, we love supporting our local small businesses yeah. and getting takeout as much as we can. We do takeout too, but I don't feel comfortable sitting in a restaurant at all. Um, and so we, our, our date nights have changed. And so when this first started, we tried to be a lot more creative. Like actually back in March, <laughs> right before this happened, we talked about being a little bit more intentional with our date nights anyways. And so we basically said like, we'll just trade off planning dates. And so I was going to get tickets for this local comedy club we have in town. We were going to go out to dinner before and then go see a tiny or like a not super well-known um, comedian because that's what the cheap tickets were. And we weren't able to do that because right before I had plans to set that up, COVID happened. And so instead of going to an actual comedy club, I had to get creative and we found a comedian on Netflix, which if you didn't know, Netflix is a ton of comedians um, with their live shows recorded that you can watch on Netflix. So that was kind of our way of still having a date night without having to go anywhere. That still felt kind of like going out. <laughs> and there was a few times we have a fire pit in our backyard. So we've like done like, oh, we're going to make s'mores and be out by our fire. Um, but we haven't been as good lately. Kind of like Cassie said, it's easy to let that become not as important of a thing. And right now we haven't, I can't remember the last time we had a very intentional date night where it wasn't just like our routine is normally on Friday or Saturday, we get takeout and we watch a movie and we eat it. Um, but we haven't been like intentional trying to make it a little bit more special. And we're currently going through a kitchen remodel, which is super fun. <laughs> um, it's going to be great when it's all done. Um, but that's made it even harder to, I think, make a little bit of a date night happen because we've been working hard on that and our house is kind of a disaster with it. So it'll be done soon. And I think the biggest impact that's happened with like my relationship is as I've mentioned before, I have anxiety and it has been the worst this, that it's ever been this year. I can't complain too much about 2020 in the grand scheme of things because there's been some really, really great things that have happened in our business. Like we became area change makers, like yes. cool stuff has happened. So, and I still have a job, thank God. So I have little to complain about, but even with things still like on surface level looking fairly good in my life compared to some of the hardships other people are going with are going through, my anxiety has still been like a freaking roller coaster. <laughs> and it's caused me to feel way more anxious. There's just days where I can just feel that my nervous system is like wound up. And even just like if like my fiance goes to like just like touch me like if his arm brushes mine I'll like flinch and jump mm -hmm. and it's not because he's touching me it's because my nervous system is that wound up if our dogs did that or anyone else that I would have the same reaction it's because something's happening with inside me and so one thing that I've found challenging at times is how do I explain what I'm going through and what I need 
to someone who doesn't quite understand, which I'm sure all of you listening are like, yeah, this is Mm -hmm. um, daily, daily challenge. And so for me, it's been kind of this constant, okay, well, let's try to verbalize it this way. Let's pick on, let's pick one aspect and try to explain that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but just continually trying to, to explain not only what's going on from my point of view, but also what do I need? And I think the what do you need is the actually yeah. the important part because while it's, while it's great to have someone understand what you're going through, like in the end, I, when I'm feeling extra anxious, I'm extra stressed out and I'm starting to like spiral into like kind of a depressive state. I don't need someone to necessarily understand what I'm going through. I just want someone to like be really kind to me because I don't have any extra bandwidth to be kind to myself or I guess, yeah, I don't have any extra bandwidth to give anyone. So if someone just gives me a little extra understanding and just extra kind, that goes really, really far with me. And so I think trying to explain what that could look like is sometimes challenging because everyone looks at things differently, but it's something that I think is worth. Plus it might be different right now than what it has been. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like, I definitely am the type that I really need to talk things out and I need to feel heard and like understood and like talk about things, but I definitely like to find a solution. Like I like to vent to you, but I, I do mm-hmm. like to come up with ideas of how to like work through something in a way to move forward. And it feels really hard to do that sometimes right now when we, when like the next six months feel so unknown, you know, like a little bit, it kind of feels like, okay, we're just going to be a little bit stuck for the next six months. Like life's not really going to happen. I'm going to be home. Nothing's really going to change, you know, and it's sort of hard to look at it. And so in some ways I, I have tried to give myself a break of like, just don't even think about it right now. There's no point because nothing's going to change. And mm-hmm. so you can a little bit like, you know, table it or whatever. People, do people say table it, but I think you should take it off the table. You know how some people are like, we're yeah. going to table this topic, but I'm like, we're going to off the table this topic, (laughs) but like, yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes get really stressed out in my living environment physically. The way that I look around my house is not always my style and like, it really needs decluttered and organized and like stuff like that. Um, it's got a lot of things of my mom's even from, and she passed nine years ago. So I sometimes feel really overwhelmed in my living environment in that sense, my physical environment. Um, but again, I'm like, okay, but what could change? over the next few months. You know, I could, I did watch the home edit on Netflix guys. I am, I did go by tubs. That's on my to-do list. <laughs> I want to watch it. <laughs> um, it's so good. You should totally watch it. And so I did buy tubs and I reorganized my closet and I bought like myself new white sheets, which are nice. Makes me feel cleaner and lighter. Um, so, you know, there are little things that can be done, but it might be when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and anxious, maybe looking at like, can anything even really be done about it right now? And if the answer is no, like Mm -hmm. that actually cannot be changed until let's say COVID is over, then see if you can just like say, okay, when COVID's over, I'll deal with it and like take it off your mind. And one of the mantras that I use, because that kind of the same thing is, um, so on top of COVID and all that stress, we are deciding, we made the decision to move probably next year. Um, 
we're staying in Wichita, but we're moving houses. So that way we can have a better work situation for my fiance. And it's all good things happening, but there's lots of pieces to this happening. And I'm a planner and not knowing every single step of the plan stresses me out. And I, there's a lot of things that I cannot, there is no answer to. I cannot solve it. I cannot put an answer to it. It's one of those things we'll, we'll, we'll have to see when we get closer. And so a mantra that I've been trying to adopt for that and anything else is just like, well, you can't control the situation is um, everything works out the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of having that trust of like everything will work out the, in the best way it possibly can in the way it's meant to, that helps take a lot of um, kind of like internal pressure on me to figure everything out. Cause if I'm just like, Nope, like it doesn't have to be something I have to figure out. Um, that can be good. And then that, because if you're not feeling as stressed about certain things that can help make it so you're not putting so much pressure on like other people to mm-hmm. figure stuff out, which can help relationships too. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We really just wanted to chat about all the things. And I feel like yeah. this is great. We touched on everything we wanted to like friendships, romantic family, living situations, maybe non living with situations, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things. And, um, you know, like, oh my gosh, just to finish this out, like speaking of non-living and non-living in situations, meaning like coworkers or something. Um, Oh, that, that, that's, you know, for zoom calls or meetings, (laughs) like party up top, you know, or whatever. (laughs) I totally have like a super cute, like outfit situation on the top here. And then I've got my like comfiest sweatpants on the bottom here for our like zoom call, which is really funny. Cause now I feel like those memes. I didn't even try to put anything cute on the top. I needed, I, well, I had coffee with my friend outside this morning and this is the first day I've put makeup on or like done my hair or done earrings in over four weeks. And I needed to do it for myself. And I actually will say that I have felt vibrant today. Yeah. So I put florals and stripes to go with it. I love it. I Ooh. had to. So I kind of think that overall the theme is try to be as intentional as you can mm-hmm. reach out to those people. And then maybe also just kind of communicate to your friends and your family, what you need from them when it comes to um, either them staying safe to be able to see you yeah. or um, do you, do you, do you want text messages or do you want phone calls? Yeah. People yeah. Text us. Don't call us. See, maybe start talking. Yeah. Have those conversations so that you guys can all get through the next few months together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yay. Again, if there's any apps or anything that you've used that has been really helpful, please send them our way so we can share them with everyone else. Yes. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please write us a review to help us reach more people like you. If you'd like to connect with Cassie and I, you can find us on Instagram at the real spoonies unite. You can also join our private Facebook community, Spoonies Unite, or you can visit our website, therealspooniesunite.com, for all sorts of resources and to stay up to date with our current projects. And don't worry, you can find all of these links in the show notes below. Thank you to our wonderful Spoonie patrons for all your support, and you can become one too. That's right. All you have to do is go on over to patreon.com slash therealspooniesunite, and you can get all sorts of extra goodies like videos of our episodes and more. Any support is greatly appreciated. It helps enable us to create more content for all of you, as well as make this podcast sound better and better. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be back in your ears soon.